Historically and today, our country has been overrun by those with money and power, giving little voice to the everyday American. We're here to change that. Welcome to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray. Well, hello and welcome wherever you are in this great country of ours, uh, or around the world. And this is Judge Jim Gray, and you are here with me and my guest on All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. If you don't mind, it's my understanding that we even have a few people from Costa Rica listening. I was in the Peace Corps there. I call it my my country of the South. So, so bienvenidos a los, los ticos, y bienvenidos otra vez a esta radio. So this is Judge Jim Gray. Like I said, we do speak broadcast every Friday morning at 7 o'clock Pacific, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and then you can pitch in back to the archives and, and hear them whenever you wish on the voiceamerica.com network, hit the variety network. Today we're going to go through and talk about CBD oil, uh, medical marijuana, things of that kind. And, and I will take you back where I had been a federal prosecutor, I'd been a criminal defense attorney in the Navy, uh, I had been on the bench for like nine years, and I just look and see what we're doing with regard to our nation's policy of drug prohibition. And it just was so stark to me, so apparent it wasn't working, that I did something extremely unusual for a sitting trial court judge here in Orange County, California, back in 1992, and I held a press conference. And judges just do not do that, but I thought, you know, some things are more important than job security. Security. People need to hear what's happening here, that we have 5% of the world's population and 25% of its prisoners. Maybe we're doing something wrong here. And, of course, I concluded that we were. And so you look into it and you develop over time. You find other really good, solid people who have come to the same conclusion I have, but from widely different arenas, uh, medical, uh, religious, uh, chambers of commerce, uh, whatever, military. So one of those people is my guest today, Dr. Greg, Dr. Gregory A. Smith, medical doctor, anesthesiologist, uh, and he is really into CBD oil, which I even on my own uh, layman feel that it's going to be a truly positive revolution medically in our country to help numbers of people. Uh, I can tell you that actually I was in Marin County in Northern California Oh, 14 years ago, I guess, at a medical marijuana dispensary, arbitrarily went up to a young man standing in line for his medicine. And I introduced myself and just asked him what his story was. Why are you here? And he looked at me and said, well, Your Honor, about... A year and a half ago, I was involved in a really serious motorcycle collision and did real violence to my spine. And so my medical doctor had me so filled with opioids that, that I couldn't function. I was pretty much in a haze, and I'd still get seven or eight seizures a day. 
Finally, about six months ago, a friend of mine encouraged me and led me to get medical marijuana through a medical doctor, and now I've weaned myself off all of the opiates. Uh, I can pretty much lead a normal life, and I maybe have two or three seizures a week. I thought to myself, my goodness, why don't we get this information out there? Why don't we talk about this? Well, Gregory Smith is doing that, and he's got all the credibility to go along with it. Like I say, an MD, an anesthesiologist, uh, he was the former director of pain management and assistant uh, clinical professor at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. I'm a Bruin, so go UCLA. But but that's you don't just get jobs like this uh, off the street. You really have those credentials. Uh, he created something he calls the Nutritional, Emotional, Social, and Physical Program combat, to Combat Addiction and Chronic Pain. He now is involved with Red Pill Medical Incorporated, and is actually you can find information about him, which I did, at redpillwellness.com. So, Dr. Greg Smith, I'm certainly anxious to, I, I will learn from you again today. Uh, tell us a bit what your background is and how you got involved in this sort of work with CBD oil and medical marijuana. First of all, welcome. Well, thank you, Jim. And uh, I have a vast amount of respect for, for you and the work that you've done and now the show that you're doing. So I really appreciate being here and, and I, I look forward to giving you, to giving all your listeners some, some great information here. And, and so I, I basically got started in this because uh, many uh, of your listeners may have heard of the, uh, the films American Addict and American Addict 2. Uh, that, that that I did, and we're actually doing America. We're going to be doing American Act Three because there's just so much material. But um, I actually started using medical marijuana in my patients probably 10, 12 years ago because of of trying to give them alternatives when I was detoxing from opioids. Because a lot of the patients that I have dealt with over the years, over the last 18 or, or so years, 20 years almost, um, have been chronic pain patients. Uh, and not just uh, addicted to opioids or sleeping pills or anti-anxiety pills, but they also have chronic pain. So you have to have an answer for them after you get them off these medications or they'll simply go back and start using it again. Whether they have a true addiction or not, there's a, there's a pain that's not being addressed. So medical marijuana sort of fit a profile of, of being stronger than anti-inflammatory but uh, but not being addictive like opioids. But there's a lot of problems, and there still are. There were a lot of problems, especially back then, with the consistency of the products when you use medical marijuana. Some people were getting stoned out of their mind one day, and the next day they get relief. Uh, there wasn't a lot of quality control. There's still some issues with that. So I really gravitated to CBD, which is cannabidiol, and for various reasons. Number one, uh, it has so many benefits, health benefits, but it's great anti-inflammatory. It's great for pain. And, and most uh, importantly, it's not addictive. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of things in the media that are just inaccurate. I mean, there's, there's still people that are getting on, on national television and, and, and warning that CBD, and again, I'm talking about CBD, not THC, but CBD could be habit-forming, could be a gateway drug. And even the World Health Organization in 2017 that came out with a huge report on uh, CBD, all things CBD, concluded by looking at all the literature over the last, I believe, 50-some-odd years that there was absolutely no addiction potential, uh, gateway drug potential, anything like that with CBD. So people are just, uh, there's a lot of propaganda and a lot of 
uh, disinformation and misinformation out there about CBD because it threatens the uh, pharmaceutical company, uh, pharmaceutical industry so heavily. So um, that's a little bit of an overview, but I can go in any direction you want with this, but that's just, uh, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that people really need to be aware of. Well, I, I certainly have been converted to that as well, Dr. Gregg, and uh, I happen to believe that our government perpetrated a crime against us as a country and the world when we passed this so-called Marijuana Tax Act back in 1937, uh, and that resulted in us not being able to do any further research, and, and none really was done of any of any noteworthiness until probably after California has passed the medical marijuana uh, legislation. And, and now we are beginning, although Israel, I guess, has been doing it rather substantially, getting into research, and we are really finding that CBD oil and, and other properties in medical marijuana, uh, which is not the same thing as, as uh, uh, cannabis but, uh, or whatever, but but. We're learning that there's a great deal here. And one thing that hit a lot of people straight between the eyes was Charlotte and Charlotte's Web, it was called. What was that story, Dr. Greg Smith? So I'm very familiar with that. I do, I do want to uh, make a quick comment about what you said about the Marijuana Tax Act. But I, I agree. It's probably one of the greatest uh, American conspiracies of all time, what was done to the hip and uh, industry back in uh, really the turn of the 20th century. Uh, to uh, to stop uh, to basically uh, confuse the public between hemp and marijuana and and get it all outlawed and it was for a variety of reasons it probably go past the scope of the show but anybody that really wants to read about the history of of hemp uh, it's super important because it really shows uh, a lot of things that are not to not not uh, to be proud of that happened in this country uh, but um, just to to give a little bit of CBD 101 to segue into Charlotte's Web. Cannabis produces hemp and marijuana, so both hemp and marijuana are cannabis. But the difference is, is that hemp tends to produce CBD that is low in THC or oil that's high in CBD and low in THC, whereas marijuana plants are the opposite, high in THC and low in CBD. And as we know, the the uh, Farm Bill uh, was passed by the end of 2018 by a, a President or signed by President Trump, and that basically got rid of CBD, at least, from if it's hemp-derived, being federally illegal. So CBD from a marijuana plant, same chemical, same everything, is illegal, but CBD from a hemp plant is illegal. So they basically look at it from a legal standpoint of the origin, and here I'm telling, talking about law to a federal judge, but, but basically the origin of the CBD is what, is what uh, determines the legality. So Charlotte's Web was something produced by the Stanley brothers, and I actually uh, had met Stott, uh, Josh Stanley, one of them, and had some meetings with him a few times, and it, it got famous because it's really just a CBD oil, uh, just real plain and simple, a good quality CBD oil that was given to this little girl that was having just hundreds of seizures a day, and Sanjay Gupta did a CNN special, and people just saw with their own eyes because it's pretty... It's pretty uh, dramatic when you see a little girl just seizing constantly and, and, and having no life go from that to being having almost no seizures and, and, and being a lot more normal. So it had a huge impact and really put Charlotte's Web on the map. And many, many people started using it for seizure disorder. In fact, cannabis and CBD has been probably the most research that's been done on any 
uh, disease or condition is with is with uh, epilepsy or seizure disorders. And a lot of this came out of Israel, as you just alluded to. It was illegal to study in this country. So a good, a great thing that CNN series, uh, I think it was called We, and they've done more of them since, really started open up, opening up uh, Americans' minds and getting passive propaganda about medical marijuana and, and CBD. Well, Dr. Smith, if, in fact, the University of California Research Lab wanted to do experiments with regard to and research with regard to uh, marijuana, medical marijuana, any of that, can they do it now, or does it all have to be grown at the University of Mississippi? No, it's it, because of the law changes, it's gotten a lot easier to, to do uh, research, I mean, just in the last two or three years. But there are a lot, there's a lot of research happening now because, again, the farm bill, and not just that, but it's really the people. Uh, the genie's sort of out of the bottle at this point. People are realizing that the medications that they're taking chronically are doing more harm than good in, in, in many, many cases, if not most cases. And people, there, there's so many anecdotal stories and so many people on YouTube and on and uh, on the Internet that are posting about it. I mean, just millions and millions of posts that it's pretty clear that, that we have something special that's working for people. So there's, a, there's more political will because they see, number one, that people want it, and number two, you know, there's a tremendous amount of money that can come from taxing the stuff as it becomes more and more legal and, and, and fully legal, that is, in, in, in more and more states. This could be a little bit outside of your area, but I'm, I've heard that if people suffer from form of psychosis, that uh, marijuana would be counterindicated. Do you, do you have any thoughts as to that? I know it's not an anesthesiology question, but you know more about it than I do. Well, just to be clear, you know, I haven't done anesthesia for years. My main specialty is, 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 is pain and addiction medicine. So for the last 15 years or so, that's all by my focus. I, I don't think I've put someone to sleep uh, since the, the late 90s or early 2000s. But, so I do, I well, I've, I've got you beat on that. I put people to sleep all the time when I tell them some jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least I haven't put anybody to sleep with drugs for a long time. Let's put it that way. But, but yeah, the, the, there's about 1% of the population that genetically uh, does not do well with any levels of THC, even micro amounts of THC, and can actually have uh, all kinds of dissociation, even psychotic episodes from it. When, when people are uh, when people are suffering from uh, psychosis or schizophrenia, I usually treat people in those categories with with either uh, with, with zero THC products first, if I can. Because remember, when we talk about CBD, we're not just talking about that. If you you can have uh, lots of other things in in that preparation, other cannabinoids, terpenes, which are very exciting in terms of research. Terpenes are are fantastic for uh, depression anxiety, the anti-inflammatory properties themselves. And there's, there's uh, hundreds of these, these phytochemicals that, that come along with CBD. So it's not just the CBD that's doing these things, but, yes, it, it can be uh, helpful uh, for, um, for psychosis and, and not induce it uh, unless you, you have a genetic predisposition for that. What is a terpene, Dr. Greg Smith? So, so a terpene, if anybody has, has ever been around marijuana, been to a grow or smoked it or anything, has a distinct smell to it. So terpenes are what give uh, cannabis its, its, its color, its smell, and it's pretty amazing because terpenes 
from uh, a, a farm or a growth standpoint are, are, are amazing because what they do is they prevent uh, bacteria and fungus and, and other uh, pests destroying the plant. So when you grow uh, hemp uh, and marijuana, especially hemp out in the, in the open, in open air, you don't have to use all the poisons uh, from the pesticides. So this is, this is why the crops are better than uh, the pesticide crops that, that are being sprayed with Roundup and other things because the plant is auto-protected by it. But from a medical standpoint, uh, terpenes have been very effective uh, to, uh, for different effects. So, for example, myrcene is probably the most, I mean, is the most common terpene when you have uh, uh, hemp-grown CBD, probably about 60% of the time you get uh, myrcene in there. Myrcene is very good for relaxation. So when we want to build a formula at Red Pill Medical, when I, we formulate something, to help people relax, we want to make sure that it has a higher amount of mercine in, 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 uh, in terms of uh, the, the profile, the cannabinoid profile, and the terpene profile, because mercine is going to help a person be relaxed and at ease, and that's very good for them. And then there's other terpenes that have other medical benefits, and we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. There's, all this stuff has to be researched. So a lot of it uh, is anecdotal, but some of it does come out of uh, hard research. It's already happened. So terpenes are, are going to be fantastic going into the future. So I've heard about medical marijuana and various conditions that it helps to address. Name some. Uh, you've mentioned anti-inflammatory. Uh, I understand that it's quite helpful with glaucoma. I guess that that would be kind of the same thing, uh, anti-inflammatory pressure behind the eye. What other conditions are addressed uh, frequently by medical marijuana, Dr. Greg Smith? So, so what we have here is a situation where um, uh, I make a distinction because uh, marijuana, when people talk about medical marijuana, they're mainly talking about uh, THC-containing compounds or products, uh, and there's usually other cannabinoids like CBD in it. And when we talk about CBD, we're usually talking about products that are devoid of THC or micro-THC, meaning they have 0.3% uh, THC in them, so very, very tiny doses. The good news is they both work in a variety of disorders, and I've, again, gravitated to CBD because, again, it's less of a legal issue it's safer in my mind because you don't have the issues of, uh, that people get when they are exposed to high doses of THC. But both medical marijuana and CBD can be effective for depression, uh, for anxiety, for chronic pain. We've seen people get better with multiple sclerosis, uh, dementia, and mental, uh, a lot of disorders of aging, uh, Alzheimer's and, and dementia, Parkinson's disease. Um, I've had, uh, we've had actually a lot of success in in uh, patients with uh, autism, especially young adults with aut autistic behavior that is a verb, uh, either nonverbal, and then we've had a lot of success in patients that are, are very uh, volatile, that can get angry quickly and things of that nature. So the list goes on and on. And the reason is, it's not that this stuff is a panacea. It's that when you look at the mechanism or the overall uh, overreaching mechanism of CBD, and that is that it normalizes the uh, the body. So it tries to keep all of our systems in homeostasis. So real quick, when you look at the nervous system, the immune system, uh, the, uh, the pain system, there's all receptor-based uh, situation where you have the action and the receptor and the neurotransmitter, and this is what we're sort of taught. 
all those receptors added up are dwarfed by the endocannabinoid system. So if you add every receptor in the body for the immune system, cardiovascular system, et cetera, there's about two to three times more endocannabinoid receptors because what they do is they regulate those other receptors. It keeps everything in balance. So if, um, and it goes, it can go in both ways. So I'm simplifying here, but for example, if your temperature went too high, you could make it go down and, and, and vice versa. This is what the endocannabinoid system does. It tries to, to maintain our, our bodies in homeostasis. So sometimes we will give something to somebody for chronic pain, and then lo and behold, their blood pressure and their diabetes normalizes. And they're like, how did that happen? It happened because it made their bodies work better. So we've gotten people off of other medication that we weren't even trying to, to, to treat because their bodies just got healthier and more imbalanced from, from uh, CBD or, or medical marijuana. It's, a, it's amazing. That, that explains this young man that I saw in that medical marijuana clinic uh, with his, with his uh, back problems. And gosh, uh, uh, of all things, get people off opioids if you can. And, and go into something more natural. Uh, I again st- stress that our government created such problems for us by making marijuana illegal. Well, it didn't they made it a taxable issue? But but one way or the other, they had to keep people thinking bad thoughts about marijuana. So my goodness, why would they care if somebody who is elderly, uh, who feels that they even think marijuana is helping them with various conditions and getting off uh, steroids or, or opiates, or they have trouble if they're taking chemotherapy, if it helps them eat. I mean, my goodness sakes, why did the government care? Why did the government care about not being able to use hemp, which is a strong fiber? Uh, hemp seeds are really quite nutritious. But I believe that the federal government did not want anyone to think anything but negative thoughts about marijuana, because if they started thinking less negative thoughts, they might think, well, my goodness, maybe this is not such a good idea. Uh, I even was on a phone radio show out of uh, Iowa numbers of years ago, and ethanol is still decreed by the government that must be made from corn. Well, of course, why would that be? Well, Iowa happens to be one of the early presidential primaries, a a political reason, but a farmer came on the phone and talked to me and and told everyone, Judge Gray, I'm going to speak against my own economic self-interest because I raise corn, but you can get more ethanol from an acre of hemp than you can an acre of corn, and the corn will clog your carburetor and the hemp won't. I'm thinking to myself again, it's not my subject, it's not my area, but the free market will figure this out really quickly. You come back into the medical field and really upright intelligent doctors like Dr. Greg Smith, our guest here, will figure out which one works for depression, anxiety, Parkinson's, or otherwise. So these are things that we simply must stop jumping at witches here and and leaping at shadows and believing that uh, marijuana is going to uh, cause problems to everybody because it simply isn't true. And are you aware, Dr. Smith, Within the last couple of weeks, I understand, a woman, an elderly woman, was arrested in Florida for being in possession of some CBD oil and was actually booked and taken to jail. So it's still going on, folks, and and we've got to get these words out that, look, this is something that's 
cries out for responsibility. It cries out for libertarian values like in, honest information, honest discussions, open discussions, and, and responsibility in your life. So when we come back, we're going to go more into this whole area with Dr. Greg Smith. By the way, he has a couple of, uh, of uh, documentaries that he has, uh, in effect, been involved with. We'll talk a little bit about those and why and where they are and how you can uh, go and, and take a look at them. Then we'll also tell something that's uh, disturbing me because I failed Dr. Smith in being able to go back with him and get an appointment with our Surgeon General uh, to discuss these things on the detoxification and, and uh, the rest. So we have a lot to talk about still on All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray and his guest, Dr. Greg Smith, in a moment after these messages. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States, and it's more successful than ever. We don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets. We also walk the walk. Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. The Libertarian Party is also the only third party that routinely has ballot access in every state. Our achievements and influence grow every year, and you can be part of that success. You can register as a Libertarian Party voter in your state to help us achieve easier ballot access. You can also visit LP.org today to become a member of the Libertarian Party, no matter which party you register with. Join the Libertarian Party today at LP.org. Together, we can move mountains. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise. Well, welcome back. This is Judge Jim Gray on All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. And here, a truly special guest uh, and my friend, uh, Dr. Gregory A. Smith, uh, M.D., who is uh, involved previously, as we learned, in anesthesiology, but is just now involved with pain medicine, pain management, and understands how CBD oil is, among other properties of marijuana, is going to be a medical revolution in our country, if not being there already. So I also, though, this man is an activist, and, and I wanted to get Dr. Greg Smith 
an audience with our present Surgeon General back in Washington, D.C., because we're all talking about this opioid crisis and the rest, and, and they're not really discussing the benefits that medical marijuana would bring to this whole issue. So I tried, and I was totally unsuccessful. I even got my then-congressman to write a letter on our behalf to just get half an hour with the Surgeon General, but uh, they finally said to me that, uh, no, we're just not, in, not particularly interested. So publicly, Dr. Smith, I apologize, but uh, politics is not a friend of, uh, of what we're doing, I'm sorry to say. I think you have other examples of politics not exactly uh, being a friend of the downtrodden. Well, it is, uh, it's a sad state of affairs, but, you know, if we, we get, get down to the, the real truth here, if people really want to understand and know the truth, I mean, some of the things that we uncovered in the American Attic films and, and we're still uncovering today is that this is all a very, our healthcare system in general is a money-driven system that is a symptom-based uh, treatment system. So we wait till people get sick, then we give them medications that usually don't heal them or cure them. It just makes them maintain while they stay sick with the disease. And it's a great, great business because people, they live for a long period of time, but they stay sick. So they keep on refilling those medications every 30 days, every 30 days, every 30 days, until we get to 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, plus years of people being on blood pressure medications and medications for high cholesterol, and the list goes on and on. And so despite us spending uh, around 14 or 15% of our GDP, which is way more than any other country, I believe the next closest country is France, which is about half the GDP, despite us spending all that money, we consistently rank last or dead last in all significant healthcare indicators from for all the industrialized countries. So we are horrible at treating chronic illness or chronic disease. And I want to uh, emphasize chronic. If you need emergency surgery, if you've been shot, have been in a car accident, this is a great place to be. But if you're sick with a chronic disease, which is what most people are suffering from, high blood pressure, diabetes, chronic pain, cancer, on and on and on, it's a horrible place. It's a horrible system because it's money-driven. So when we look at the, po the politicians, the political will is going to come from them uh, being who's contributing to them in terms of their uh, campaigns to get in office and to stay in office. And we know that the pharmaceutical industry for years has had the biggest lobby in terms of the amount of money they spend and the amount of lobbyists that they put in Washington, D.C. So a lot of times we don't get the ear of people because they don't want to hear it. I've said it before, as I've said in the films, there, you said there's five, we're 5% 5 of the world's population and 25% of the world is incarcerated. I believe that's what you said uh, in the past. And our first film starts off saying five, we're 5% 5 of the world's population, but we use 80% of the world's hydrocodone, which is Vicodin, Norco, and 50% of all the world's prescription drugs in general. This is not a coincidence. This is not just some kind of, oh, it just, it just happened, a happenstance. This is purposeful because the general public has been duped into thinking that pharmaceutical drugs is going to cure them and take care of them. And and that marijuana and other substances are infinitely dangerous, and the exact opposite is true. There's not one single medication that's ever been approved by the FDA that doesn't have a litany of side effects and problems, including killing people uh, and significant morbidity and mortality. Um, let's look at CBD. I, there's a, when I do live presentations, I have this slide 
and I start off saying that uh, the, the, the common causes of death, and you have heart disease, number one, cancer, number two, the medical system, believe it or not, is the number three. Some people say, Dr. McCullough says it's the number one, but, it's, it's, uh, but most people agree it's at least the number three reason that people die in this country is going to conventional. And I, again, uh, stress conventional medical system. But down that list, I get down to cows, right? And, and about uh, 9 to 15 people die every year by being kicked to death by a cow. And people are sort of laughing. And I say, well, that's not, it, it sounds funny, but probably wasn't funny to those people that got kicked to death by the cows. But then I come all the way to the bottom and it says CBD and it's zero. No one dies from CBD. No one dies from cannabis, including marijuana. I mean, again, I'm talking about from the drug itself, not someone getting super, super high out of their mind on THC and wrecking their car. But uh, there's no toxic dose. People tried to find the toxic dose, and they, they took some mice, and they fed these mice some, I think it was 30 milligrams per kilogram per, per day for months. And, and to try and kill a mouse, by, I mean, that would be an enormous... You'd have to sit there with buckets and buckets of weed consuming it uh, per hour to try and get to that, uh, to that dose. And, and basically still they couldn't die from, from the, the cannabis. So super safe, well, doc, but people are... Dr. Greg Smith, do I, do I detect some cynicism here in Dr. Smith? And you're telling me that money talks? Money matters? Is that what you're trying to tell us? It is the common denominator when you get to all these things. I mean, usually when there's things going wrong in this country and even in the world, there's usually money behind it because it's so obvious, right? You look at this, and, and, and I'll tell you another study that was done about five or six years ago in the United States, and it had to do with methicillin-resistant staph aureus, which is the, quote, flesh-eating bacteria that everyone's afraid of because we're running out of antibiotics and everyone's going to die of these, these resistant bugs. Well, CBD killed it 100% of the time. And the authors were like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. We need, to re- we need to study this. We need to duplicate it. Nothing. The thing has been buried. So why, why is that study buried? Because look what that would do to the antibiotic industry. We know that CBD, uh, amongst other things like colloidal or nanosilver, all, there's all kinds of substances that are great for killing uh, viruses, bacteria, uh, fungus, but again, suppressed. So people will go back to the doctor and get the same old antibiotic. Not to say the antibiotics can't work and aren't effective, but that's not the end-all, be-all. So we, we have to, and, I, and I, these messages have to get to the people because we don't have the political will in Washington to change. It's up to the people to demand the change, and then they will follow the money. Just like CBD has gotten uh, federally, uh, at least from, from a hip, derived standpoint, fairly legalized, they're seeing the money from it now. So, and they're seeing the, the will of the people. So we have to keep doing that. And when people want this stuff, then the pharmaceutical companies will come around. And they are, by the way, uh, as opposed to four or five years ago. Now the pharmaceutical companies are deep in the research with uh, uh, cannabinoid uh, medicine, uh, so to speak, because they're going to end up taking it over at some point because of the amount of just the incredible amounts of money and influence that they have. Ladies and gentlemen, you can just hear the passion, the wisdom behind this fellow, Dr. Greg Smith. He, he cares about people. I, I can tell you that personally, as well as from, from what he has been doing. And, and what he's, he's really on to something here. You can just hear that as well. I'm learning because I, I haven't known the answer to a lot of these questions that, uh, that I've been asking him. He has 
put together two documentaries. One of them is called American Addict 1, or American Addict, and then American Addict 2, uh, The Big Lie. So, and, and I got his comment about the, the two documentaries, that documentaries don't have to be boring, uh, really does uh, fill the bill. But how did you happen to do this, Dr. Smith? Tell us a little bit about American Addict 1. What does it address? I, I expect some of the things you've just been discussing. But uh, how did this all come about? Well, a lot of it was out of frustration. I was writing a book probably, this is like 2009 or 10, was writing a book that I never finished called American Addict. And I met Sasha, uh, a director uh, named Sasha, and he um, was at a same party that we that I was at. Uh, and he started talking, and I said, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I, I direct films. And I, and he, I said, I'm writing this book. He said, you should make it into a film. And I thought that we both had too much to drink. I didn't think anything was going to happen from it. But uh, a few a few weeks later, we ran into each other again. I had not run into this guy at all. And all of a sudden, again, he says, hey, you never called me about making that movie. And I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, I'm serious. And that's sort of how it started. The great guy, his name is Sasha Nezef. He's a Serbian-American. He's done some, he had done some other uh, films and, and won some awards. And so when we started looking at this, I said, look, I don't want to do some boring talking head documentary. So we purposely went out and got people that were completely, um, had, had done other films that were, that were, uh, other, other films that were, that had not been documentaries. They had done feature films and I apologize, my phone is going nuts here. Uh, they did, they had done other, other document, other films that were not documentaries and that was on purpose. So we would have a more of a cinematic feel to it. But the, Going forward, the, the, the biggest education I had was when we went to Washington and we started talking to people and people telling us things that they would not say on camera, I started getting a very bad feeling. And one morning I woke up and, and realized that literally almost everything I had been taught that I had learned over the years was a lie, that sometimes it's almost the complete opposite of what you're told, at least through the media, what people tell you that's actually going on. Uh, I can tell you, Jim, that everybody in the first film had death threats um, after that film was released. Uh, and uh, American Addict 2, uh, American Addict, uh, the first one was during the end of the George Bush era, and the second one was during the Obama era. And it's so funny that a lot of people that got mad at us with, when we did the first film, they go, you guys are a bunch of liberals. You hate George, George W. Bush. And then when we made the one when Obama was an officer calling us, you know, that we're Republicans and we're right wings. And we were neither. We were just telling the truth. If you look at both those films, there's no voiceover at all. We just unfold the information and let people come to their own conclusion. And the conclusions are inescapable, that we have been lied to constantly. We've had been subjected to drugs put on the market that should have never been on the market. Uh, Prozac is probably the biggest example that patients were given things like Thorazine because they were having psychotic episodes during the study, but that was left out to get the drug. on And the drug is still in the market. It's one of the worst drugs that anyone can take. Um, I think in many ways the psychotropic drugs are worse than the opioids because of what they do to people's brain chemistry. So uh, it, this is when I really started on a crusade. It went from being, oh, let's make a film about opioids to this is a real political money, big business issue. And we saw that the big businesses were a big, big industry was controlling Washington uh, that was then setting policy. 
and we've, we exposed that we've been lied to before by the FDA, by the DEA, by the NIH, I mean, you name it. And these are all things that I was taught, all organizations I was taught to respect and, and to not question. I still respect those organizations because there's the, the vast majority of people working in all these industries, including the pharmaceutical companies, including the evil empire that people say like a Monsanto. These are good people working there. It's usually the small amount of people at the top that have the sinister plans that know all what's going on in the company, but let things happen anyway. Let people have morbidity anyway. Let people die anyway. If you look at this from a long-range standpoint for like the last hundred years, we're talking about tens of millions of people that have been allowed to die from cancer and other disorders because of suppressed information that could have helped these people. And that's what makes me sick to my stomach that has to change. As well it should. As well it should. How can our listeners see your American Addict uh, documentaries? Is it on Netflix? Uh, how do they, how do they uh, be able to track it down and watch it? Used to be on Netflix, but they didn't want to pay. <laughs> I guess the distributor. So, if everyone has Amazon, Amazon. If you're an Amazon Prime member, both those documentaries are on there for free. That you can see them as you're a Prime member. I think if you're not, the first one is an older film now, so it's on YouTube. It's everywhere. But Amazon Prime has both of them. But we have so much material uh, for two films. One, we have American Weed and American Attic Three. Uh, that are both in pre-production. There's just, there's so much that's happened, especially since Trump has gotten office, that it's just it's it's amazing stuff. So and people just don't know. If people are getting their news from CNN and CNBC and, and even Fox, you know, you're you're just getting a propagandized version of the truth. And we don't get told anything that's going on in other countries. And, and if you go to channels like RT and they go, oh, it's Russian TV and it's propaganda. Well, Russian TV is telling a lot more truth about America. At least I'm not saying they're telling the truth about themselves, but they're they're uh, exposing it, it, what's going on here a lot more than our own media. You have to go on the Internet and look at other news sources to get real information. Because when you watch, I mean, look, I, I tell you, Jim, I usually, sometimes I, I, I'll sit down and watch CNN or CNBC for a few minutes for, for literally for laughs, for entertainment purposes, because it's it's not news. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's I, I've, I've had the same experience where it's something happens, some news event, and you watch it on MSNBC as opposed to CNN, as opposed to ABC, as opposed to uh, Fox News. They get the names right, but everything else is different. And, and it's pretty much the same with regard to your field here of talking about marijuana. What are the countries of the world that are kind of leading the way with regard to research and, and involvement? I've always thought Israel was there. Uh, am I right? And are there others? Well, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. The, all the, when I first started educating myself about this stuff, and I, it was my, you know, my goal when I, before I started Red Pill Medical was I said to myself, I have to become an expert in, in literature. And I realized that most of the literature was from Israel because, again, we had a prohibition in this country from it. But they have been way ahead of everybody. There's research going on in other, other countries that's, that's well. And there's actually a lot of research going on now in the United States. So I think that over the next five years or so, it's just going to be one breakthrough after another. We're, we're at the infancy of this whole uh, industry. And unfortunately, because it's huge growth and huge money involved, you have a lot, of, a lot of bad people out there taking advantage of people now with CBD and medical marijuana, putting, uh, making false claims, 
saying, uh, uh, putting out junk that's not really uh, high quality products. So people really have to educate themselves. And I've said for many years that long gone are the days that you could go to your doctor and just trust implicitly what they say. You have to be an educated person when it comes to your medical health and about the healthcare system in general. And when you start to really understand how the system works, that before you ever walk into a doctor's office, it's almost ensured that you're going to walk out with prescriptions and other things. You have to educate yourself and then make the best choices. Get second and third opinions with different practitioners. Go to your medical doctor, but go to a natural path. Go to an integrative physician. There's a lot of things that people can do to protect themselves and to get better health. Well, we've had a discussion before on All Rise uh, with regard to the medical profession and, and the way we're going with our health care. And the one thing that, that we have to do is, just like Dr. Greg Smith was just saying, we must, again, become partners in our own health care. Uh, just because someone says something doesn't mean that that's what we should do. Ask questions, get advice, get a second opinion, uh, and, and be a partner and be knowledgeable. And that way, bring the cost down and your health up. Uh, Dr. Smith... Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, your, in effect, being in the Peace Corps is kind of the way I look at it. You're still in the Peace Corps. You're out there uh, frequently at your own expense uh, trying to provide information that you have learned to others. But coming back to CBD oil, why does it work? Uh, I, I understand you're, you're saying that it uh, helps in, in so many different areas, but, but what is it chemically or, or uh, with the combination with the body, what is it that, that right. is in CBD oil that really makes it work? So you can look at it from, from this standpoint. There's direct effects and indirect effects. So CBD directly uh, acts on serotonin receptors that make people feel less anxious and depressed. Uh, it directly is an anti-inflammatory and a pain reliever, but indirectly is what I spoke about earlier, that endocannabinoid system. And we didn't even know we had an endocannabinoid system until about 1992. And uh, Dr. Russo out of Washington State has been the, the, the lead in, in, in the endocannabinoid system and endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. And what that is is that when hemp and marijuana was taken out of our diet, out of our culture, so to speak, back what we talked about earlier at the turn of the 20th century when all the petrochemical companies and everything were doing all they could to get marijuana and hemp outlawed because they knew that hemp would compete with them from the paper industry and all these other reasons of the history of hemp and why it was suppressed. This went out of our diets, and so we've seen an uptick of all these different illnesses. So there's a theory that a lot of illness, cancer and uh, dementia and other diseases have gone up in our, uh, in, our, in our population over this period of time because of the lack of cannabis or the lack of having what's called an endocannabinoid tone in our system. So CBD uh, increases our cannabinoid tone. In other words, it increases our cannabinoids in our body. We make cannabinoids, by the way. We make a cannabinoids in our body called anandamide and 2-AG, which is arachidonal uh, glycerol. We make those two, um, but because of stress and other things, we may not have enough in our bodies, and therefore, when you take CBD, which is a phytocannabinoid, it comes from the plant, it increases that tone and, again, makes all the body systems work better, strengthens your immune system, strengthens your cardiovascular system, so you see people get better from asthma 
and heart disease and things of this nature. This is why it works so well. There's direct effects and then the indirect effects. That's just incredible. And again, I, I opened this show saying that there's been a crime perpetrated by our government on, on our people, and you just heard more reason as to Dr. Greg Smith explaining the, the problems that we have perpetrated and, and kept in there. Uh, you also made the comment, I believe, uh, Dr. Smith, that keeping people sick is great business for big pharma, but a nightmare for the public. I think that's what you were just talking about, and, and it's just yeah. underscored. Again, thank you for what you're doing, and I learn every time I sit down and have a chat with you. Also, I understand that uh, you can go to that terrible uh, organization that, that creeps in and get, bringing people better nutrition called Trader Joe's, which is going all around and it sells wonderful products, but you can get some hemp seeds there. They're quite nutritional, as I understand it. Is, am I understanding correctly? Yeah, and, and people have to realize that hemp, seeds and hemp seed oil is not the same as CBD oil. And this is one of the things that you see on Amazon right now. A lot of people are selling hemp oil on uh, Amazon and people think it's CBD oil and it's not the same thing. Hemp is good for you. Hemp seeds are good for you. Hemp seed oil is good for you, but it's not CBD. So it's good for you for, from a, a nutritional standpoint, but from a medicinal standpoint, it's not nearly in the same category as CBD. But yeah, hemp, eating hemp hearts, I tell people to put on their, get their salads and put pumpkin seeds and hemp hearts and chia seeds on your salad or when you're cooking and you would do amazing things for your health by, by those things. By adding those things, and they, and they're flavorful. Also, hemp hearts taste like little little walnuts or something to me. So very good, very healthy for people. They should buy them and eat them. It's great for you. Yeah, and I don't mean to send the wrong impression. I go to Trader Joe's all the time, and it's, it was the first place that I found that had hemp seeds available, and and they're everywhere. I, I also uh, would just tell people that uh, Dr. Smith, you had a show, I guess it's becoming, again, a podcast, but it was called Truth, Medicine, and Politics, and it was on uh, KABC, which is here local, uh, large local AM radio station, uh, every week. Is that, is that coming yeah. back again? Uh, what are you doing? I did, yeah. this? I did that show for about two, two and a half years. It was great. Uh, we had a huge audience because KABC... This one, well, KFI is the biggest, but KBC, you know, with the being on the the system they are, was we got listeners from all over the country, all over the world. It was difficult. It was Saturday nights, uh, and I got super busy, uh, so I stopped it. But there's been a lot of people that want to hear it, and I want to do it again. So we're going to be doing a new podcast with the same name, Truth, Medicine, and Politics, because talking about, you know, CBD or addiction and all that to me gets boring if that's all you're talking about. But Truth, medicine, and politics. There's not enough truth in medicine or politics, and they're super related. And there's so much to talk about, literally on a day-to-day -day basis, when you combine those three things. Um, and and the key one being truth, because people don't know what the truth is, and it's and it's very rare these days that you get someone that will just tell you the truth. It's always wrapped up in some kind of a little political role, so it'll come off the right way from whoever's saying it. People just People, as I've said for many years, are just thirsty for the truth. You give it to them, and things will be much, much better for all of us. Well, we try to do this with all rise, and uh, I can tell you also, uh, I put in a plug for the Voice America system network. Uh, Dr. Smith, come and, come and join us and, and have your own uh, show on this network. Well, and I, I, also, I how, how can our listeners learn a little bit more about you? You've whetted their appetite. Uh, what 
what internet uh, can they go to? What website can they learn more about you and your documentaries and, and just this truth information? Well, uh, my, my media site is just drgregorysmith.com, and it's drgregorysmith.com. And the CBD site is redpillmedical.com. You said red pill wellness, but that leads to red pill medical. It's just an offshoot of redpillmedical.com. And there's a lot of information that they can get. There's videos. And, and we take it very seriously. We, when we're dealing with patients, we have a different line of products that we don't sell to the general public because we, I, I've always believed it's irresponsible. If someone has cancer or heart disease or some serious problem, just to buy a bottle off the internet and take it with no instructions. So when people have, significant medical problems or if they're taking prescription drugs, we take them down a medical pathway where they uh, speak to a medical doctor and get a, and, and literally get prescribed CBD as opposed to buying a wellness formula right off the uh, website. But those are two places they can go. People can always email me, um, painmd2012 at gmail.com. That's P-A-I-N-M-D-2012 at gmail.com. I try and answer all of them. I answer my own email, so it's a response to me. Uh, but I love to hear from people because we, we are trying to do exactly what you're trying to do, Jim, and we're just trying to tell people the truth and try to help people and, and get like a, a critical mass of people that understand that they're not being told the truth from their government. They're not being told the truth by big business, and it's up to the people to change that for a variety of reasons. The libertarian way, Dr. Smith, is people can take the truth. They can almost always accept the truth. But you know, we all, whenever I look at something written, uh, be it in the newspaper or magazine, whatever, the first thing I do is look at who the author is, what, what, where they come from. You know, if they're exactly. from a, a pharmaceutical company as opposed to you know someone else, the source is really an important thing. The source here, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Gregory A. Smith, is genuine, caring. You can hear it. Well, well advised, well spoken, active, and doing the best he can, uh, and, and doing it extremely effectively. How did what is what does the term red pill come from? I know it's Red Pill Medical <laughs> Incorporated, but right. what does the red pill mean? So red pill comes from the first Matrix movie, not all the bad sequels, but the one, uh, the very first one where Neo's sitting in the chair and Morpheus is holding out the two pills and you can see the reflection in his glasses and the red pill is the truth and the blue, just you'll take it and wake up tomorrow and, 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 and stay in your, 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 zomb, your zombie state. And, and so the red pill to me is the truth. And in fact, if you blow up our logo uh, and little words on the, on the red pill, because there's a bunch of blue pills and a red pill sticking out, there's the words truth and the other, another word called sapient, which is sort of all-knowing uh, on, the, on the pill. So it's sort of like, a, it's sort of like my little message if someone that takes the time to really blow the logo up, logo up. So to me, the red pill is the truth. We're giving people real stuff that can help them. We're, we're research-based. I mean, I'm trying to, to, to treat CBD like medicine and do research on it and get clinical tests. So if we tell people this will help you at this dose, we're telling you the truth. Um, but it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of work because you're, it's going down a pharmaceutical model. But that's what people need to know. We want to help people. Uh, obviously, we're, we're trying to, to, to get products out to people. We want to make sure people are taking something that's quality that's going to help them, not just try and sell, sell a product to people. 
Well, I say in my mediation business, Dr. Smith, that we're in the service business, and if you provide quality service for reasonable prices, you'll always be successful. But may I again publicly thank you, Dr. Greg Smith, not only for being our guest here on All Rise, but for what you're doing, the information you've given us. Uh, We can handle it. And in fact, I'll end this segment just like I began it, saying that CBD oil is going to be and really is a medical positive revolution in our country and the world. And Dr. Smith is the one out there, a servant in the Peace Corps, as I label it, for giving us that information, giving us this insight, and I thank you. So that takes care of one more segment of All Rise, The Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Like you heard from Dr. Smith, if we take this information and use it constructively, being a partner in our own health care, we will all rise together. So we'll talk again next week. In the meantime, thank you, and life is good. Thanks for listening today. All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray can be heard every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We know you'll want to join us again next week and tell your friends that help is on the way. Strengthen my thoughts, that help.